And here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. I cannot wait to share today's conversation with you in a minute. We are going to talk about how we stop blocking our abundance and how we allow in more money and love and support in our lives, how we really listen to ourselves and relax and do what feels inspired. And through that letting go and that accepting help, we actually are able to experience a more rich and abundant life. It is such a great conversation. We are going to talk about how our brain works and how we can kind of change that programming. So I hope you're going to listen in and take some notes because it is a great episode that I think we can all benefit from, especially right now when things have been so crazy with the pandemic. And we also talk about that. How do we pause? How do we make time for more rest and slowing down in our lives? Because we've all been through a lot and It's time that we talk about these things and we have a conversation around how we do this. So take a listen. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Patty Lennon. She's the author of Make Space for Magic, Learning to Receive Love, Abundance, and Support from the Universe. And she's the podcast host of The Space for Magic. She's also a keynote speaker, certified coach, and um, founder of The Receiving School. Welcome, Patty. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to dig into these topics with you because as I went through your book, I, so much of it sort of connected for me and resonated. And I love the examples and I could definitely identify with being, you know, having found over time, being stuck in some of the areas that you talk about. And I'm sure we'll talk about today. And then some of the things I've been like, oh, yeah, that's happened to me, too, you know, or, the, or having um, gotten to the other side on some of these things. So I would love it first if you can share with us a little bit about kind of how did you get to this point and kind of how you're helping people now. Yeah, so I was raised um, traditional Irish Catholic. So we had a very conservative Republican U.S. household. You know, Mm -hmm. whatever you kind of connect with that, whatever you connect with a a Catholic schoolgirl and not those like really raunchy ideas of Catholic school girl, like <laughs> Catholic school girl that loved rules and followed them and was a good, you know, Irish Catholic soldier. That was me. And um, growing up, I thought I was going to be a missionary. I uh-huh. didn't really, I didn't have exposure to other world religions. So it wasn't so much I wanted to convert people. I really just believed so much that God loved us. And I just wanted everyone else to know that. Um, but then as I got older, I realized that wasn't a really like practical yeah. <laughs> that like there are bills that have to get paid and missionary work is not maybe where my heart was calling me. And mm-hmm. I um, had expected to become a lawyer and a public defender. And I um, went to school for that. I was in college. I was pre-law, got a internship with a public defender's office and suddenly saw how unjust our justice system was. It, it broke my heart. 
So I sort of left college not knowing what to do. And I fell into a banking job through a temp agency. I, I went into the world, the working world in 93. It was a terrible job market. Yeah. Um, and then I showed up for the banking job, like for the first five years as if it was a temporary placement. Like I was at that point, I was hired. I was being promoted. I was being, you know, cultivated, but I just always thought there was somewhere else I was supposed to be. And then I got, um, recruited onto a sales team and it just opened up my world that traveling, mm-hmm. helping people, like it kind of fulfilled all of these cravings in this very 20 something get to party every night, have an expense count kind of way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then 15 years into my banking career, I mean, lots happened in that time, but at the end of my banking career, I decided to get a master's in um, counseling and become a career counselor because what I saw was a lot of people not giving themselves the freedom to really go after what they wanted, really what you talk about, you know, Mm -hmm. and coaching had just, I'm old. So coaching had just started emerging. So while I was getting my master's in counseling, I, and I started to look into what the business model would be all of a sudden coaching really appealed to me because counseling actually as a field has a lot of lack in it. There's really an encouragement to work really hard for very little money. Right. Yeah. Um, And I started on the path of coaching. I went out into the world and with, you know, grand ideas of how easy it was going to be to run a business, got kicked around um, lost two parents over the course of the last, you know, 12 years. And through that, um, slowly over time started to understand that the less control I tried to have over my life, mm-hmm. the more I opened to divine support, universal support, the easier and the better my life got. And that this was this previous toxic independence, this need to always do it myself was what really had held me back from having what I saw other people had, which would just seem like a life of ease and, and all good stuff. Okay. Really long answer. There you have. No, I, no, I love it. I love what you shared. And actually we align a lot just as a little side note. Uh, So I grew up Catholic as well, you know, actually until, you know, adulthood, and I actually was pre-law as well. And then actually I thought for a small stint, I was going to be an ethics and religion professor. And so I do align with a lot of that beginning of your story. Um, but no, I, I love that you shared sort of that you're, and, well, and I like the, the idea of this toxic independence because I could probably say I align there too, right? Like definitely fit in the caregiver. I'm the matriarch to some level, right? At least for the family locally. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's that, and then there's that struggle with, you know, oh, but I need, you know, get at accepting help, right? Or receiving, you know, those things. So I'm very excited, uh, you know, for us to jump into this, you know, more into this conversation, because I think it's so needed, especially right now. So the first thing I'd ask you is, um, right, at, right before we start recording, we were just talking about sort of where we find ourselves, you know, as a society, you know, as humans in the collective here with the pandemic. So do you want to just speak to that maybe first about sort of, you know, why people might be feeling the way they're feeling and what can we do about it? Yeah. So, you know, one of the underpinnings of being toxically independent, which is really rooted in as a child, 
what we found was there was more safety when we depended only on ourselves. Mm -hmm. That for whatever reason, I had loving parents, but for whatever reason, the environments we grew up in taught us that we were better when we required less, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so what that also teaches us is, you know, when we grow up that way is to not pay attention to what our bodies need, what Mm -hmm. our minds need, what our emotions, you know, our emotion body needs. And going out and getting it and doing it and hustling and all of these things, Mm -hmm. especially when we're really good at it, builds a lot of approval. And so then our brain starts to equate success and safety with being able to overcome emotional down points, fatigue, needs for rest that don't seem logical. Mm -hmm. So you take that and then you pair it with what we've come through, which is we've just come through. And what we were talking about is this pandemic, besides all the terrible and wonderful things it brought, it was ushering in a, a period of evolution for humanity. You know, there really was a purpose to this, even though there was individual sacrifices that created that transformation. And on the other side of transformation, we as humans will generally get like an uptick in energy because it's like, oh, we've come through. Mm-hmm. But then there's the fall. There's the the actual, it all sets in and there's a need to rest and to integrate. And what I'm finding for myself, what you were talking about, what I'm seeing mm-hmm. for people in general is we need to pause mm-hmm. and we need to slow down. And a lot of people are looking back over the year and a half and thinking, slow down. I couldn't have gone any slower. I wasn't even <laughs> leaving my house, you know? Right. Yeah. But in fact, we were going through this very intense internal transformation and mm-hmm. we are being called into a hibernation right now. And it's scary if you've come to equate your value with what the external world sees from you. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I agree. I, yeah. And like I was sharing with you before the break, I was saying I'm having, I'm about to have a transition with um, a contract, right. Or a client that I'm working with is it will be wrapping up here in the next week. And I said, the space that I can already feel that that's going to create just mentally is, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but my, instinct was to jump in to fill those 10 hours with productivity. But what I found myself or hearing myself say is, actually, no, I need to actually try to take off not a whole week, because of course, I have something scheduled as much of the time as I can to kind of reset and to rest and get things done that have nothing to do with the productivity of like my business or the podcast. And so, you know, I'm feeling that pull, that urge, right? Like, no, you don't need to do that. You actually need to do something else, which I know we're going to dive into that, you know, more of that conversation. But so I absolutely kind of connect with that idea, you know, of us needing to rest in this hibernation and that it's hard for us because we do want to resist that, right? When our culture has been telling us for so long that we do need to create more ourselves, right? Which we're going to talk about why that's actually not the case. So I love that you shared that because I think if we can all realize that like we need to give ourselves more grace and sort of allow for these, you know, restful periods, that sacred pause, as I know you, you, you mentioned it, I think it's so important, you know, and it's so needed. So I love that. And to know that you're not giving up abundance, you're not giving up success it's so that's where I think also like we have the disconnect is we think, okay, well, I will, I will give myself this grace, but then I'm giving up 
you know, whatever the result of you working was going to be more money, more love, more adoration, more fame, whatever it is. But in fact, if you just honor what is true for you, that's actually the universe, the divine telling you, here's what you can do next to let me now fill in the gap. And there's, that's what we weren't taught was that there is this loving divine force that will fill in the gap, but we have to leave space for that right? in order to get it. So, yeah. Yeah. I know. I I love it. And so let's talk about that a little bit more. So I think the first challenge, right, is, and you kind of alluded to this, is a lot of us thought that we should need less and give more of ourselves, right? And so how do we start breaking that pattern if that's one that we find ourselves in? And maybe that's not the right word. I don't know if you use the word pattern, but, and then how do we allow and help and how do we start receiving? And, you know, in a simple um, form, I I know we could talk about it for hours. (laughs) Yeah. So first is to understand that your brain, um, your subconscious brain processes Mm -hmm. have concluded that the opposite is true. and so. It's important to understand that we are retraining our brains to feel safe in receiving. Mm-hmm. And it's a journey, right? That when you, even once you get to the end of this podcast, if you hear something and you're like, yes, this is the missing link, this is it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you go back to doing what you've always done next week. Right. Just to remember, you didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't that you didn't listen. It wasn't that you didn't do the whatever three things you take from this. It's that your brain fundamentally believes that it stays safe by staying in action and doing, right? Mm -hmm. And so then the question is, how do we reprogram? And when you're looking at brain processes, you always just want to be gentle and loving and compassionate because it's the actual emotional response to compassion, the emotional response to ease and relief that retrains the brain. So how do we do that? Well, Mm -hmm. very basic is start with what your brain can believe in. And so we breathe. So you breathe in and you breathe out. So if nothing else, if you just started each day before you do anything else, Mm -hmm. taking three cycles of breath where you make sure that the in-breath matches the out-breath, that one thing starts to remind the brain Healthy is when in and out match and you just Mm -hmm. start there. Yeah. Um, And I could go on from there, but that would be where I'd say to start. Right. Okay. Very good. And then, um, so what about though? I know, you know, one of the main things that you, of course you help people with how to um, accept and be able to receive again, right? Like you said, from this designs divine source, but you also talk about that's how we, by doing that, that's how we unblock abundance. Mm-hmm. And so do you have maybe an example or illustration about, I know you share stories in your book about that, but maybe how somebody was kind of stuck in not being able to receive and then how that unlocks something for them in, in their, you know, some, it gave them something more in their life. Well, you know, we were talking before this and you said, I remember reading about Wendy a few times yeah. because in the book, Wendy is one of the stories I sort of tell throughout the journey. Yeah. And so Wendy was, is a corporate soldier turned entrepreneur mm-hmm. and she had attempted to leave her corporate path a couple of times, but the pandemic is really what sort of catapulted her out into the world. Like her industry was just closing down like many were. And she was like, that's it. I'm going to start my business. 
And she thought, I'm going to have to hustle, hustle, hustle to really make this happen. And mm-hmm. as we got underneath, but what does, what feels like what you want to do? And she's like, I just want to take a vacation with my daughter. Like, I just need a break. And I'm like, okay, can you trust that? And she said, no, I mean, I am the sole provider for our family. Like, how do I not keep going? Right. And this is like at the heart of what we hear. Mm -hmm. And I said, please, please, please trust me. Just honor what the truth is that's coming from within. And it's as simple as that. Right. And so she did it along with lowering her task list to what was reasonable for a given day, not Mm -hmm. working 12 hours like what she would have done back in her 20s, right? When she didn't have a child and and everything else. And she all of a sudden closed a deal that accounted for a full year's worth of income. And it happened in just a few months. But the one-to-one relationship between the vacation and lowering her task list and the client coming forward wasn't there, but the energetic relationship was there. And so it's really like, what do you feel like you need right now? Like, what do you need to receive right now that you can actually give yourself? And what if you just trusted it? Just give yourself two weeks. Just see what's the worst that's going to happen. I mean, really for her, I was like, what is the worst that's going to happen if you take a week's vacation? Right. If, if, if I'm wrong, the worst is you lost a week, right. but if I'm right, you've uncovered a whole right, new right. way to walk through the world. Yeah. So how do you encourage people to, I guess, listen closer to that, you know, the divine source or downloads? Like, how do they start tapping into that? I know you talked about the breathing in the morning, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm guessing it's actually, like you said, trying to get quiet and listen, or what else would you say kind of helps people start down this path of kind of seeing what's really there and they're kind of ignoring. You know, I don't tell people to get quiet and listen a lot only because it, it totally works. So if yeah. you can do it, it totally works. Yeah. But I feel like it's one of those things that like all personal development teachers speakers yeah. talk about, you know, all spirituals, like it's get quiet and listen and journal, right? Like these are the answers to all things, but, they're, <laughs> but we've all heard this, right? It's right. just like, you want to lose weight eat less and move more. We all know what to do. It's right, like, right. Work, right? Because it works yeah. against us. So right. I encourage people, certainly if you could do that, do it. But the reason I do the three breaths in the morning is because if you interrupt your pattern of instantly going to look at your device, take care of another person, think of your to-do list, mm-hmm. what will happen is that voice sort of sneaks in and she or he or they become the first voice you've heard, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier for that voice to talk to you. So it's actually, if you can one moment in the day mm-hmm. honor one thing you need and receive it, what will start to happen is just by doing that courageous act, the divine's like, oh, okay, your free will has now opened you up to receiving, it creaks the door open a little bit and the divine can throw so much good stuff through that little crack you just put in the door. Mm -hmm. So rather than saying, oh, you need to sit for 20 minutes and and breathe, right? It's three breaths. And you don't have to download the whole plan for the next year. Just download what you need for today. Right. Yeah. And it builds on itself. 
it's, it becomes sticky. Receiving is just as sticky as overworking and one receiving sticks to another. And all of a sudden you're going to wake up a week from now or two weeks from now doing this on a daily basis and things will have shifted and it's super Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So what about, I know, you know, we, this is what we're already talking about, but you know, you talk about, um, I don't know if it was an example in the book or what, but you're talking about how releasing of the letting go, the need to go, 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 right? Even, of course, doing that thing that we really need, right? Like, what are we being told? But what about that? Just that hustle and that busyness. And I, so many of my friends sort of, they don't, they don't always know they're doing it. But every time I talk to them, they're like, oh, my God, they're so frazzled. And I'm kind of like, but it's in their evening. And I'm thinking like, you're high enough up in your job. I know you have flexibility of schedule a little bit. But when in their evenings, I'm like, I get that we all have a lot to do, but like the, right. There's just so stuck in that place that they have a hard time letting that go. So what would you say to people that are stuck in that place where it just feels like overwhelm all the time? Yeah. So what I recommend is do it as a vacation. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when we're like, okay, well, I'm going to stop work. I'm going to stop doing and relax from five or six o'clock on. Mm-hmm. When you offer that to your mind as a permanent experience, Uh it's like no way. And so one thing our brains actually understand our vacations. Mm -hmm. So it's to say, I will do it as a test for five days. So it's really containing the window that you're engaging this letting go of control, this let overdoing, Uh limiting the time you're committing to trying this on. makes it it safe for your brain because then it's like, oh, you only need me to do that for five days. And then I can go back to doing the thing that keeps us safe. Okay. Right. And what starts to happen is then your brain goes through this vacation and it's like, oh, the world didn't fall apart. Oh, this actually is safe. And that's what starts to build up that understanding, that reprogramming that allows you to then do it on a more consistent basis. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Cause I can see how you can continue if your brain's like, wait, wait, I need to work. But you're like, no, it's just a couple of days. And then I'm back at it. Right. So you're slowly when each time that thought comes back up, you're able to be like, no, 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 it's only five days. It's only two more days. Right. So you're able to kind of keep thinking that, like you said, it's just a vacation. Then it's back to business as usual. Hopefully not. But the point is that's what your brain's thinking, right? Like it'll get back to what it was doing before. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this, this is something I've been testing for like years and years long before I was even teaching this in this way. Uh And early on, when I started my entrepreneurial career, my focus was exclusively on mothers and young mothers, because Mm -hmm. making space for like what you want to do when you've got little ones, you know, is probably the most socially not supported activity ever. Meaning you've got media, like every voice is telling you, do you do not matter. Right? Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that used to come up is potty training mm-hmm. because like potty, tra- once you start potty training, you got to go with it, right? Like you got to right. stick with it. And I would say, take a vacation from potty training. Yes. Just everyone take a vac. let your kid poop and pee wherever right. they're going to put the damn diapers back on. I right. promise you. And every expert says, don't do that. And yet that is always the thing that shifts it because yep. when you're, 
it's one thing if you've got a kid that just naturally potty trains, but if you're at that point where you guys are like three months in, four months in, you all need a vacation from that crap, right? Right. And it works. It's a reset. When you said that, I was like, oh, of course, then the kids started potty training when they let the pressure off, right? Because there was so much pressure that that's all the parents focused on with the kid, you know, that, that it's harder, right? There's just too much, there is too much resistance there and too much pressure on everybody. So you're so right. And there's so many other, I mean, and I know you have examples of that, but other examples of that, right? When you actually just say like, eh, it's fine or let it go. And I mean, really just be like, I'm just gonna like, not worry about that for now. Like you said, it really does make things easier. There's an ease to that. And then usually, like you said, the outcome that maybe we were hoping for will happen. And I know it doesn't always happen in the time frame we want. I, you know, I get that. But yeah, so I think that's a good example. What about that too? So obviously if people start being more open, like first of all, they have to kind of understand like where where am I stuck, right? In this programming. Like where am I um, resisting either help or maybe I'm I really don't like or I'm having a hard time receiving something. But once we start understanding that we start working on this. What about that? I know you talk about the no, not yet, or, you know, that kind of thing. So, because it's obviously not a, just because we are open to these things, that things happen that we want to have happen in our lives. Yeah. And can you say the question a different way? Cause I feel like I was going to take it in one way. And then now I think I'm going in a different direction. Yeah. And I would be good with whatever, but I, yeah, I think kind of even once we start working on these areas, right. And we get better at asking, asking for help and receiving mm-hmm. and we're thinking, okay, well, where's this abundance in my life that I'm going to, I'm expecting now because I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm being told that that doesn't mean it's on our schedule. It doesn't yeah. mean that we understand how things work. We just have to understand that the more we're open, the more we're going to, you know, receive things in our life. Yeah. So one of the fundamental things that I didn't understand growing up Catholic. And I think a lot of spiritual traditions is that whenever we desire something, the divine wants to meet that desire. Like, and there's even like go outside of, you know, traditional religions and you go to like spiritual worlds, law of attraction. It's like you make a vision board, you do this. There's always some expectation you're going to do something. Mm -hmm. And then the divine may or may not give it to you. Mm -hmm. And what I've come to understand is, no, the divine always responds to every desire. Just the moment it gives birth in your heart, the the divine has started answering that. But sometimes the answer is not yet. This has happened to me a couple of times after even like I've started to like, I've been teaching the receiving school where I teach these principles for two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. So I've been teaching this like as a curriculum and, and in a community where we've seen so many miracles, but even myself, I'll think I'm super clear about my desire and I'll, here's where we get confused. We think we've heard the yes. Like yeah, yeah. what we've heard or what we felt is the inspired action to move forward. And that means we are meant to, because we're learning things in that process. But the result of that action, whatever that form of abundance is, for a lot of people, it's money, but it might be a romantic partner. It might be a kid that's finally going to the bathroom on the potty, you know, whatever it is, might not happen. And it might be because we still have to learn how to let go of control without getting the proof showing up immediately Mm -hmm. that the divine is strengthening our trust. I'm actually going through that in my own life, like another story for another time, but like... 
I'm like, really, really, you're going to throw this at me in the middle of my book launch? That's some messed up stuff, God. Yeah, yeah. But I know it's, if we can get to a place where we always know the answer is a loving yes, no, not yet. Mm -hmm. Then we can just go back to the business of being ourselves and trusting what's coming from within. And we get into flow and, and the long game shows us how safe we are. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so good. So I think you talk about, well, I mean, obviously kind of trying to, um, you talk about living inside, you know, the moments, which I think you're talking about just the present moment, right? Like how to be present. But then also you say like when we're able to relax, probably also be present in the moment and we do what feels inspired, right? As our day goes, but it's like, it's that action, right? It's that allowing that to be continuous, right? Which is allows us to be the most open to the abundance and the favor of our life, basically. So is there anything you'd add to that? Like, how do we keep trying to get back to that place, right? That flow or that present moment? So I think the key is, because I'm not in flow all the time. Yeah, sure. It's like, lower the bar. Like, (laughs) if we could all lower the bar for ourselves significantly and know that this is the other thing. Know that the divine does not actually need us to be like perfect at this. Like the divine <laughs> understands you're human, like understands I'm human and right. we're going to be control freaks and we're going to be perfectionists some of the time. Yeah. The key is all of a sudden when you realize you're gripping, when you realize you're controlling, when you're realizing you're taking action out of fear, as opposed to love, mm-hmm. tiptoe back into love tiptoe back into flow. You don't have to like, because one of the things this was for me when I was learning law of attraction years ago is I would go like, Oh my God, I'm attracting bad stuff. Cause now I'm controlling because yeah. I'm worrying because I'm in fear. No, the right. divine understands being human is hard and loves you more when you're mm-hmm. afraid. Right. The divine doesn't start sending you arrows of crap. The minute you think a bad thought, yeah, divine starts sending you like 50,000 signs that you're loved and protected. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, if you, if you actively choose to, to be in that grumpy place where you're like looking for things to complain about and you're going out and criticizing and judging people that will bring negative stuff into your life. Yeah. But if you're, have debt. And I was at a point where I had six figure over six figures in debt at one point in my life. Uh And you're freaked out. You're not attracting more debt. You're actually attracting the love of the divine and the comfort of the divine. You're just Mm -hmm. being human. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. No, that's so good. And what about, I know you talk about pain a little bit, you know, and the difference, like we should feel right. Our feelings, we should feel pain. But is there anything you'd want to mention about that? Just because I think some of us do get stuck. Like you said, thinking it's, I don't want to say negative, but thinking we should brush it aside or we shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. This idea that we're supposed to, that the good version of us is the positive version of us. Mm -hmm. And it's understanding. And a lot of this has come from a lot of the positive psychology work, which I was actually getting my master's when the positive psychology stuff was coming forward. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of value in it. But it's been misunderstood. The studies have been misinterpreted. And then you take that and you add in the spiritual movement and the personal development movements that all say, like, think positive, like visualize it all. They're they're trying to bypass the natural functions of the brain. Your brain 
is not the enemy. Your ego is not the enemy. And there's an, a healthy processing of real pain, what I call right. clean pain. I'm not the only uh-huh. one. Yeah. And that really needs its due. The thing you want to avoid is the dirty pain. So if mm-hmm. someone, if a friend that you trust it all of a sudden betrays you for whatever reason, mm-hmm. like silly something, you know, talks about yeah. you behind your back, right? And you it get get wind of it, you're gonna hurt. Right. And you get to feel that pain. Mm-hmm. When you start making up a story and you start mining your life for every infraction that person has ever done Mm -hmm. to prove what a terrible person they are, that's the dirty pain. That's when you're manufacturing pain. Uh Just stay in the place of this hurts. And if you do, your brain, so smart, will process it. And you will come out the other side and yeah. you'll actually feel better because you'll understand you can go through hard things and be okay. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that's such a good illustration because, you know, I think there are plenty of people and maybe all of us at some point, but you can get stuck in that, you know, like you said, you know, creating it into something that it's not, it can still be a hard uh, thing that happened to you, right? Experience or hardship, but then us adding to it, right? We're like we're adding layers, you know, to it isn't the healthy thing. So I think that's a good example to share with people because I think a lot of people can get stuck in that pattern. And you know what, as a society, we're there right now around vaccination and masks Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where it doesn't matter what side of the spectrum or which part of that rainbow you fall in. Yeah. A lot of people are making up stories about the other side, whatever the other side is. And if we could all come back to the place of we're all really still traumatized, you know, not, it's not trauma, like someone who's violently attacked, but we're all processing something that was really hard. Yep. And sometimes people are making choices that feel really uncomfortable to us, Mm -hmm. but the story, so the clean pain is, I feel like I know what would take our society forward from here. And I don't feel like everyone in society is doing it. That's scaring me. It's frustrating me. I'm tired of being in this holding pattern Mm -hmm. versus whatever. I won't even speak the stories because I don't want to pretend like I have a side in this. Right. It's that we have to come back to remembering all of us are walking this journey together, Mm -hmm. you know, and we all are struggling and whatever we're seeing out there, it's the very best story that person can come up with in this moment. Yeah. If we could start doing that and finding grace for each other, that is what's actually going to get us out of this S H I T storm. Yes. (laughs) Faster. A hundred percent agree with you. Right. I don't care where someone falls at all on this or the politics. It's just, if we could just have some mutual respect for everyone, you know, and come out of a place of curiosity and love and agree that you can also disagree and that's okay. But to your point, coming from a place of healthiness, not from, like you said, adding to the, you know, we've heard it all from any side, but like, they're so terrible. They're so bad, like whatever the thing is, right. But like, we're, like you said, we're making up things that are not the case, but we're, we're putting this narrative or we're adding to the narrative, you know, that's making people out to be monsters, if you will. And I agree with you. It's, I, you know, it, it, it hurts me to see it and feel it, you know, but it takes each of us trying to do the opposite of that to, to, like you said, pull us out of this, you know, so I hope more people will 
you know, wake up to that, that um, the reasoning they're having or the reasoning they think they're having and really see each other as another human being, you know, that they love and respect, hopefully. Yeah. So good. So let me ask you, what would be any other tidbits or advice you'd want to share with people around, you know, the concepts in your book that you think are beneficial and useful, especially, you know, right now with everything that we've been going through? So right now, you know, there's only been a handful of people who've actually read the book because it doesn't, at the time we're recording this, it hasn't actually shipped yet. So we had some reviewers, early readers like you who've read it. And the thing that people say stands out the most to them is when they get to the end of the book is understanding I need to rest more Mm -hmm. like, and it's okay. Like my inclination to rest is real and important and part of the process of me having the life I want. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's what I would leave you with, whether you get the book and read it, just know your inclination to rest is true and honest Mm -hmm. and is part of your making your life the best life it can be. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, I, I, in the past, you know, for instance, if I was, let's say it was even just doing things around the house that had to get done that we all have to do, right? Like laundry dishes. But I find if I'm not, if I can be in the present moment of doing that thing, even the thing that we don't enjoy doing, right? I, it's literally an enjoyable moment versus when I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to get this dish done because I have to move on to the next thing. When I just let myself, it could be, I'm listening to a song. It could be, I'm just, you know, the flow of the water just gets, you know, you kind of get distracted but it's kind of like that rest thing. If I just stop trying to keep thinking through my list or I keep trying to, you know, think about what I'm going to do in five minutes or I need to hurry on this. But if you think about it, I'm literally, you're literally pausing, you know, like you talk about in the act of whatever it is you're doing. And even for me, you're like, wow, that was such a more lovely afternoon when I just let things, you know, I just did them as they were here instead of trying to force more into, you know, half an hour. You know, so I think that's a, a good thing to leave people with is we just need to rest more and give ourselves that space, you know, and grace to do that. Yeah. And other people, you know, like encourage other people to do that as well. So I love that. So let me ask you, Patty, how can people connect with you online and learn more about your program and your upcoming book? Yes. So I have a podcast as well. And so you can find it anywhere that you have you know, that we have podcast apps, the Space for Magic podcast. That's a great way to connect, yeah. um, listen. Um, and then certainly through the book, which you can get at pattylennon.com forward slash make space for magic. It's on any major retailer, online retailer. And then I'm old. So although <laughs> I have a presence on all social media, if you actually <laughs> want to connect with me on the social media, I, I actually post myself. It is a book of face and um, it's Patty A. Lennon. So that would be where I'd suggest. Awesome. Well, I loved uh, reading through the book. I think it had so many good stories and information in it. It's definitely something that I, you know, probably most people, but I can surely still work on. So I appreciated all your uh, wisdom and nuggets in that book. And thank you for your time today. I think it's such an important topic um, for us to go over and make available to the listeners. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for giving me space here on your beautiful um, platform, Kristen. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And I did get to listen to a couple of your podcast episodes and I would definitely recommend people check those out. They were, they were awesome. And you know what I forgot to mention, since this is going to drop while we're still in the launch period Uh of the book, 
if you go to that URL I mentioned, you do get a bunch of bonuses if you're buying during that launch period. So there's a lot of, there's a program, one of my programs I give away and you get some bonus material and get some games and prizes. So if you are listening to this right when it drops and you can go and order the book right away, you'll get all those bonuses. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much again for your time. I mean, Oh my gosh, what a great conversation. It was so rich of so many ideas that we can take and apply to our own lives. I think most of us have at some point in our lives or possibly at this point, we are struggling in one area, right? We're lacking abundance in in some area of our lives, whether that's money or love or acceptance or support. And so I love that part of the key to this is you know, allowing ourselves to uh, receive and allowing ourselves to receive help and actually slowing down so that we can actually hear what it is, you know, that, that will really, what is it that we really need? And ah, I think it's just so beautiful. And I want to leave you with these words by Emily P. Freeman in her books, book, The Next Right Thing, because it's so appropriate for the conversation we had today. And I just love it. Here's what she says. When I am constantly in motion, my body rehearses anxiety rather than practicing the unforced rhythms of grace. Ironically, in choosing to finally stop chasing something we don't think we have, we may end up finding what was always there. Having an uncluttered soul isn't a one-time declarative statement, but an ongoing way of being. Sometimes I feel centered in the early morning, only to lose it by breakfast. Rather than being a scattered person unable to do anything, I want to be a gathered person equipped to do her next right thing in love. Oh my gosh, Emily's words so much speak to what Patty and I talked about today, which is when we're so much in motion, we're so busy and hurried, we're trying to force so much of our efforts and day into what it is we think we need, like more money or maybe um, a better relationship. It's in that pushing in the, you know, that we're actually struggling to get those things, but it's when we actually slow down, we rest, that we're able to, one, kind of hear what it is we really need at that moment. And when we actually fulfill that need, right, it might be quiet, it might be rest, it might be stopping to uh, the pushing so hard, then those things come towards us so much easier with so, without all that effort. So I would just encourage you, find some space to rest and see what magic happens in your own life. I think we do need to know what we want in order to define life on our terms. And we have to be willing to break the past scripts so that we can move into better and more beautiful and amazing things. And I also wanted to let you know, if you have been having ideas swirling around your head about what can you start, how can you bring in extra money? then I would love for you to check out the site and learn a little bit more about a program I'm launching called Launch Your Creative Side Hustle, which will start November 1st. So if this is of interest to you, I would love for you to check it out. We are going to help you figure out your your focus. We're going to help you get those first steps started, get your first sale, and get going so that you can start bringing in more money. Just go to kristenfitch.com slash side hustle to learn more. And for people that sign up between now and November 1st, I, I'm giving away several extra bonus episodes as well as having a couple surprise guest speakers 
and lots of other goodies. So if you want all those extras, check it out now and get signed up. I cannot wait to get started and work with you. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have ideas for the show or guests that you'd like to recommend, I'd love to hear from you. So DM me on Instagram at Kristen Fitch, or you can email me from the website. Thanks so much. And thanks again for listening in. Until next time, have a great week.